You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Going to BGG soon, very soon. I don't know if we'll be gone by the time this episode's out. But no, di- this will be right before. This might be the week of. All right, so come see us at BGG. So it should, it should be really good then. November the 15th through 19th, 20th, something like 19. that. How many did you and Enrique record on your... We just, did, one. We just did one. Oh, just did one? Okay. It was a good one. Yeah. So in that case, this will come out the week. Uh, so send us yeah, an before. email at boardgamestobs at gmail.com if there's any games you'd like for us to take a look at. Or oh, Gander. That's like a goose, isn't it? Gander at while we're at BGG. A goose? A Gander. You're taking a look at something. You're Gander. Can you take a goose at something? Yeah. You can goose somebody. Yeah. So you, you, can, take a, you can take a goose at somebody. You can have a talk to me goose. Why is it? Why is it that? Goose and gander. Are Goose is the male. Utilize, duh. Well, you, duck. Duck. That's what I said. The gander. The are male utilized. Duck. What is a female duck? Daisy. What is a female duck? Daisy. No, it's not. Yeah, you got Donald. You got Daisy. No, I know you're trying to make a joke, but we're having a serious conversation. Oh, my, my apologies. I'm serious. What is a female duck? Why is there a gander and a goose? Why do we have to... Lop them into categories, but why is a duck? It's like what's a female duck? Female duck. Look that up, Enrique. Anyways, we have an email just came in hot off the presses. Oh, from Colton Riddle. Riddle me this. Hello there. Hello. Who's that from, Enrique? I'm sorry. I was like, hello there. Hello there. Yeah. That's not. That's not. Not really a deep. Enrique reference. Oh, hello there. oh, it's Star Wars Kenobi. Okay, you're you're both so nerdy. <laughs> what do you oh, mean? Oh, you're so yeah. Can't continue. Uh, why? Why? why what was that about? I'm just saying. He's tired. Look, he's he's cranky. cranky. He is cranky. What Look a, at him. What a, I mean, he's, all he does is gripe the entire, since saying. we turned it on. Just yeah. saying. I suppose it's finally time to send an email. Thanks. Colton. Well, ellipses. I'm a huge adoring fan. I don't know if he means like his own personal size. I mean, like I'm a huge podcaster in girth. Maybe he's talking about his own size. Maybe he's trying to relate to me. And I feel you, Colton, if that is true. Or perhaps you're just a really big fan of ours as far as like you like what we say a lot. Either way, we appreciate it. Been listening for a couple years now. Capital letters, please do not change a thing. He yelled that. Exclamation point. This has got to be my favorite podcast. 
When listening, I can't help but smile and laugh. Feels like I'm there with the snobs hanging out. You've brought up on the podcast a few times now that you wish you would have chosen a different name, but I couldn't disagree with you more. I like this name. I love it. You keep saying that. Even with the podcast now being considered board game adjacent. That's, that's not really that new. I have got to say that I couldn't keep it together the other day. My wife and I are expecting our first kid this December. Congratulations? I don't know. Um, well, it depends on if they wanted one or yeah, not. Yeah, kids can be kids can be <laughs> rough. Like a surprise? Yeah. Was this anticipated? Was it an accident? And <laughs> can it really ever be an accident? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whoopsies. That can be. This is we are planning. in the, we are in the middle of birthing classes, getting all the information we've ever wanted, plus a bit unwanted, plus a bit unwanted. In one of our classes, rectum showed up on a slide. And then the nurse teaching proceeded to say it another four or five times. I don't know why it came up or what we were talking about at that moment. I just couldn't stop laughing. Each time I looked at the word or heard it, I had to duck my head and cover my face. All I heard was snake rectum. Anyway, love you guys. Hope you are well. Colton Riddle. P.S. Dude, butt nuggets had me dying. Although most of your stuff does. So I've, I've given... I've delivered several babies, and I will say childbirth, and I think I've made this statement before, is rough. It's not It's not as beautiful and as magical as people just make it out to be. All right? Maybe it's because the context for which I was delivering these babies. So I've seen the movies. They're not in the movie. The movies. I've seen the movies in high school. We had to watch one. And I watched my friend watch it because I wasn't going to watch it. I watched my friend watch it. His mouth dropped agape. So you basically like, watched a, the oh. first reaction video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he was just looking at it. He was going. That's all I saw him do. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so you have no concept. Have you ever watched an animal give birth? Ugh, no. Why would I do that? So you have no concept. Enrique? I probably watched. I watched Call the Midwife. No. I know exactly what I'm pretty sure about. I watched a couple of births. Like, just like on video. Just cats? Like, of, like, of like humans anim- or animals? Animals. I don't think I've done a human. <laughs> the Jim Carrey coming out that rhino <laughs> doesn't count. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Is, do you, like, search, just search for them? It's just like, I, Cat I just find them. Dr. T and the women. <laughs> Looking up cat births, dog oh. births. What kind of births were they? Birth. What, what animal was it? Big Bertha. I think some were horses, a couple of giraffes. Did you stumble across them or did you purposely I, I look did, for the birth I, of per, a horse? I'm pretty sure they just like stumbled. So you watched a giraffe birth? Now, now it is common for giraffes <laughs> because they come from such a tall, they birth standing upright. Yeah, like they, they fall down. Their, yeah. It's going to have to kick the baby to get it up running. Like it has to start walking immediately. Or else it dies. Because yeah. something will get it. Yeah, I wonder if a giraffe has ever broke its neck upon birth. Uh, yeah, probably. I would. Like, I would do they see come out neck first? Uh, I would assume most animals do. Most everything comes out head first. Hmm. But it, or else unto the breach. But it should be like all right. It, like it would have to have like some. It'll tuck and roll. Tuck yeah, and roll, like, you can do it. Parkour, it parkours out of the mama, lands on the ground, rolls, stands back up. Parkour! Kicks off a tree. Kicks off a tree. <laughs> that hey, would be hey, awesome. You give an, hey, I've delivered several goats, too. Goats do that. They come out the ground. They, kicking. They come out yelling come and out jumping. Kicking. Yeah, Screaming goats. They do. <laughs> oh, they do. They come out. They're crazy. It's like I've chosen violence yes, today. Yes, they're, they're insane. Well, congratulations, Colton. You're going to expect. We guess? I guess. 
What are you going to name? He didn't say what they're going to name the baby. I'm assuming it's going to be either Gabby Jerry and Enrique. Sriracha. Enrique Sriracha. That's your middle name? Uh, no. Yeah. But yeah, but birthing is not, uh, it's not pleasant. I, I would assume and it wouldn't I would be. only assume that they're showing them slideshows or PowerPoints of rectums because typically during the birthing process, you will defecate, which yeah. I believe is French. That's rough. For defecation. Defecation. Yeah. So that happens. Oh. Well, don't they like give them an enema or something beforehand? What? No. They don't? Why? To clean that out. No. no. That way you don't. Enrique, please. You watched a horse video. But still. <laughs> like, like, where did you get that from? I thought they like did something that way that doesn't happen. No, it happens all the time. You're sure? Yes. Like, just to make sure. Yes. I mean, I know it happens all the time. Where did you get that? You just I made don't know. that up. You just making stuff up. Maybe I heard that somewhere. No. Maybe I heard on Call the Midwife. Maybe back in the 1960s East End of Britland, they used to give them animals. On the South Side? Make, make sure. <laughs> East End. Oh, yes. Oh, Britain. All right. Got any other solid emails? Brandon Haynes. Uh, Brandon. On gingers, teaching and excess. It's a rather lengthy email. May have to skim through some of it, but he says, I'm a ginger. There was a period of time when South Park was making fun of gingers that it was kind of sort of an insult, but I've never considered it as a slam slash derogatory. In fact, it seems that ginger is what Australians slash Brits call redheads. Fun fact, despite popular rumors, redheads are not going extinct. It's just a recessive gene, so it gets transmitted less. Anyway, relating to how to teach games and the different dynamics therein. He says, as I am the primary gamer out of all my groups of friends, I have become the de facto teacher. I have a regular group of friends that get together on Tuesday and a different group on Wednesday. The Tuesday group has a few competitive people and ones who want to understand things fully. The Wednesday group is more interested in the time together than winning. Losers. So I think the key thing to understand is know your audience. The Wednesday group couldn't care less if I screw something up. But the Tuesday group gets very frustrated if I make a mistake. I find it hard to teach every single nuance of a game. But if I don't, someone in that group will invariably get angry. I've been there, Brandon. You guys, this gobby freaks out. In the same vein, know how the people you are teaching the game want to learn. I now provide rule book links and or how to play videos before ever bringing a new game to Tuesday. That would help if somebody would watch the videos beforehand. It's a heck of a bird to try and teach something, but I'm also I'm so intent on playing games that I'll try to teach anyone anything. I definitely think it is a learned, acquired skill, and patience is pivotal. I've learned how to restate stuff, rephrase, repeat, answer questions, etc. <clears throat> of course, always having the rule book handy for weird edge cases too. You can never underestimate a good rule book because if it is clear and understandable, there a teacher can normally disseminate the information in a meaningful way. Switching topics, I want to comment on excess in board games. My buddy recently got the all-in everything pledge for Castles of Burgundy. I'm talking minis, acrylic, everything. And you know what? It did nothing to change the experience of the game. In some ways, the minis take away from the game because you have to take the time to find the right one and the setup teardown time is increased. Preach! Sure, the minis look super nice and the board state is cool, but ultimately they are completely unnecessary. For the cost, it definitely was something I'm glad I didn't get into. What do you guys think about games with excessive 
unnecessary minis, parts, components, etc. that are nice, but not needed. I hate them. And I think they are a, a blight on this organization that is board gaming. It th- makes me angry because it makes it very elitist. I don't think it's the elitist at all. Because it's it's for rich people. No, it's eh. not. It's for pe- hundred plus dollar games. It's not for rich. Uh, it's for people who don't have common sense that buy junk. For have have many cents to buy no, over a hundred dollars worth of no, games. No, <laughs> look the person who goes elitist, and you look at the massive wall of games for which you have most Those of are which cheap. Mo- no, most, got them in the bargain bin. Yes, but you got hundreds of them. Most of which half you, of those are yours. No, I've taken all mine home. False. Uh, anyways, yeah, because all the good ones are mine. False. All the good ones are mine. Yes, but all the crappy ones here. Yes. Why? Uh, why? Uh, completely unrelated. He still insults. Uh, yeah. Well, you can't. Every hard. one of these games, me and you play together. Listen, you come hard. I bring the energy. I match your energy. I did not come hard. Yes, you were over here interrupting me. Now listen. <laughs> listen. We're not going to have that fight Listen, again. Brandon. Listen. I and understand. As soon as I see a pledge, it's like $100 plus. Forget you. I'm out. No. No. I'm out. You're completely missing the point. Do you need me to reread? You don't have to get angry with me. I am. I just said what I felt about it. I know, but you're Now missing. you can state what you feel. $100 for a great game is not something that I find to be completely out of sorts. But what irritates me and what Brandon is talking about is when you take a $30 game and turn it into a $100 game with useless parts that nobody needs. There are certainly games that, yes, the MSRP probably is justified to cost $100 by the time you add in all the expensive minis and parts and things of that nature that actually make the game come alive. But for a game, a bland euro is a is for for a bland euro that you just adding more money and time to that doesn't change anything. Then yeah, I think that's ignorant. And Castles of Burgundy's would definitely be one of those. So yeah, I hate them. I think that people that buy them are uh, just uh, they they don't know how to they they don't have any self control. They don't know what they're doing. They're making a very poor choice, and it just encourages other people to keep making deluxe versions of games. That nobody needs. You don't need that. Get what do that, you mean? Put that down. <laughs> He's got an obsession with his hands. Enrique, how do you feel about minis and games that are unnecessary? Unnecessarily? It's just... Necessarily. <laughs> Unnes- That's not a word, is it? Wait. Unnecessarily? Unnecessarily? Uh, it never might mind. be. It could be. Keep going. What do you mean? Why are you laughing at I'm that? I'm just laughing at you, Twiddly. Go <laughs> ahead. Well, I mean... the. <laughs> Your your restatement of the question I posed, which was, how do you feel about minis and games? You said, unnecessarily? No, I didn't state that. We're talking about... Oh, just, just like minis? How like, do you feel about minis? And I'm not talking about short people. Oh, okay. Or Coopers. Like, they're fine. It's like, if if it's like a big game where it requires that, it's like... Like a war game where it requires a bunch of mm-hmm. minis, like that's fine. Okay, but if it's just minis, where it's just superfluous minis, yeah, I don't know that any game requires them. There are some games where it enhances, aka anachrony. You could play that game with the little discs provided, but man, those little minis are cool. Yeah, nobody's <clears throat> doing that, huh? Nobody's doing that. Doing what? Playing anachrony with just the discs. I know. That's one of the few, like, for me, 
it's not required, but that one enhances the game tremendously because you fit the little dude on top. It's amazing. But uh, as far as like Castles of Burgundy, where they're just making this chit of a house, a 3D actual house. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I just, it's, not, it's, it's not necessary. It's stupid. It's, it's stupid. It's foolish. Same, same, all you people out there that terraform Mars <laughs> and come up with all that acrylic junk. Same thing. Same thing. You're putting make, lipstick on a pig. A game that's not even worth it in the beginning. Shots fired. I'm just saying, just saying. You know, y'all, you, you people know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you do. Rolf Hackler says in your latest episode, you mentioned. Okay, he gives us a top ten. Then he just, I guess that's a completely different email, but the same email. He added to it apparently. In your latest episode, this was I don't know which one he's referring to necessarily. You mentioned needing to update your top tens and wanting email, so I figured I would update mine and send it your way. Get it, Rolf. After a year and a half, there has been a bit of a shakeup in four through ten, but my top three are still pretty much the same. Honorable mentions. No, we don't do honorable mentions. That's stupid. That makes the list eleven through fifteen. You do your top ten. There's no such thing as an honorable mention. Just just throw that out there right now. Anytime a video or a list and someone says honorable mentions, you're making yourself look foolish. No honorable mentions. Top ten. Go. Underwater cities under under un, honorable mention number one. No! <laughs> you can't do honorable mentions. Go. Viticulture. That's number 10. Honorable mention number two. No! We just, just do the list. Nobody oh. cares. He does because he mentioned them. That's you. Honorably. But he didn't take the time. <laughs> dishonorable mentions? Did, yes, he didn't take the time this is a, to number them. Castles of Burgundy. It, if it's, it's a top 12, it's whatever. All right. Number 10, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Okay. Number nine, Terra Mystica. Okay. Number eight, Ark Nova. Mm, disagree. Mm. Is that let me bet terraforming Mars is on there? It's his list, too. Number seven, Res Arcana. Oh, okay. Number six, Wayfarers of the South Tigris. Ooh, that's a, I, it's yeah. hmm. no, nah, I don't like that one. Rolf, number five, GWT. Wow, everybody likes they love everybody, it. I don't know why. New Zealand seems to be my favorite so far, but I want a few more plays to know for sure. I guess that's a new map or something. Star Wars Rebellion, number four. All right. Respected. Dune Imperium, number three. Okay, so why do you have Arnak and the Dune? Because they are a little bit different okay. and just okay. thematically. Okay. Number well, two. Duh. One's about a worm. Two. Terraforming Mars. And a fitting spot. Number two. Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars. Of course. What do you think number one is? It involves a god. A daddy god. A daddy god. <laughs> a daddy god. <laughs> Sorry. Zaddy, maybe. A what? It's like a god's dad. Zeus? Mm, wrong culture. Wrong Greek culture. <laughs> I don't make it something I don't <laughs> A feast for Odin. Uh, oh, okay. I need to play that. Uh, People really like that game. And see, that's why I don't understand. Oh, I guess, oh, that's what it was. He's the, his list last year, 4-27-22, he updated it. Right. Okay. Terraforming Mars was his number one game last time. Rolf, I don't know what's going on, man. I'd play Ark Nova before I play Terraforming Mars. I concur. Anyways, 
Yeah, too much, uh, too much bling for me. Speaking of a game that doesn't have a lot of bling, doesn't need it. Classic game that we just played here earlier. A brown game, if you will. It's very brown. It's very brown. It's very brown and very drab. Uh, homesteaders, and not like downtown Leroy. No, it's just this is just this dirt, is just dirt brown. brown, dirt brown by TMG, who are defunct. This is not the anniversary edition, though. This is just the good old fashioned second edition of Homesteaders. Because we don't believe in deluxe editions. Why no? Waste of money. Waste of money. This game is a simple bidding game and engine building game where you are trying to build your own homestead. And you start off by simply having a very small auction, the type of auction where players go around and have to basically one-up each other up this uh, track, bidding on particular properties, whether they be commercial, residential, industrial, and then adding those to your little tableau and then assigning workers to them and having to manage the various resources they produce. Rinse, dry, repeat for 10 rounds, and there you go. Very simple, very straightforward, very clear, a classic game. It's been around for a, a while now. I think there's already there's been a ten anniversary, ten year anniversary already released. So it's been around for a while. Uh, I really like this game because it's one of my favorite bidding games. You're not going to find the year on 2009. The is it? <laughs> it was right there immediately. Really? So you're not going to find the year on it, are you? It's like, it's like yeah, 2009. Well, there yep, you go. There it is. There, there it is. I'm like, I found it. Right no. <laughs> That's my new favorite saying. Anytime Enrique has asked me something, I've just been saying, no. Nah. Oh, God. I would be Did you just now watch that video or yeah. something? <laughs> no. Nah. Jerry just stumbled across the video. I was like, eh, no. No, 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 no. I'm no. going to be embarrassed if he says that in public, man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, going to have to. Oh, I'm with the TikTok kids. I'll walk anywhere I need to be in. Just away from him. You can't get away from me. I have you, to. You. And he'll be like, start whipping and nay naying us too at the same time. No. I'll have to jump off. Be like, I got a new cool dance, kids. Watch me whip. <laughs> Watch me nay Have you heard of the Charleston? <laughs> oh, God. That'd be atrocious. Be <laughs> <laughs> I like to floss every morning. Oh, <laughs> just uh, that's even worse. Yeah, but Homesteaders, a whole good old Western game. Very brown, very drab. I really like this game because it's very simple. One main mechanic of just kind of moving your little workers around. Can you afford stuff? Trade stuff in and produce the best engine. It's one of those games that was introduced to us back at BGG several years ago. It's one that I have never regretted having, and it's to me, it's a classic. I like it a lot. Classic. I like the fact that even if you lose, you still win, get something on the little one track below. You advance down this track, so if you end up having to pass, you've been outbid, or you can't go up on your money, whatever the reason, you advance on this track, and you get something, and that something will benefit you on a future turn. Also, I like the fact that you can get tiles that... Give you automatic bonuses, mm -hmm. or you put your workers to work, and you have to feed your workers or pay your workers. Pay your workers. Same thing. No, pay them. It's I don't know, but it's the same like principle. No, you have to. Maybe you get. <laughs> you don't know principle. what they're doing with their money. No, Some of them are taking their money and investing it. Some of them are going to the saloon. And she was but like, I like how. No. Nah. Yeah, the setup. There's a little bit of setup with the different escalating. Like as the grounds go on. You put out different tiles as the game progresses that are more produce more and better things. I also like the little trade token. It's a trade token because you can't trade anything without this token. 
I don't know why I like that, but I like that little aspect. Like if you need to trade in some wood for money, you got to have a trade token to do that. I like that little thing. I like it too. And uh, just you can bounce things back and forth. Like if you need money, you can trade in some wood for some money. Or if you want to buy some wood, you can trade in some money and buy some wood, etc. It's just got a nice little player aid. Nice little player aid. Tells you exactly what to do on your screen that hides your goods, as well as a little thing right in front of you that tells you what the trade-ins are. It's got the stockpile style bidding as you go up and you can change switch tracks if you need to if you could outbid over here well, i can go over here and outbid this person it's a good one i like it a lot i like this better than stockpile no i like stockpile better no i like this you haven't played better. stockpile in a while no i've remember. never really been that keen on stockpile well, it's because you just you're not there yet <laughs> i like this much better stockpile. we need to play stockpile again because you don't know what you're talking about stockpile is one of the best i don't know what i'm talking about no, you don't you're showing <laughs> listen i'm no. trying to stop you from embarrassing no yourself. i like this way better. i'm stockpile. trying to stop you from embarrassing and in yourself. fact i like the theme better i don't care for the the theme of the split and stocks and all this capitalism stuff. I don't like that. You don't like capitalism. I don't like the stock market. Wall Street. I love Wall Street. That's a great show. There are winners. No, wait a minute. How'd that go? What'd he say? Ah, I blanked on it. What was old, the, the guy that, uh, that old Alec Baldwin he gave that line, that famous line? Why am I blanking on this? I don't know. come to me. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I said I don't know. I know. I heard you say I don't know all the time. We know that you don't know. I don't know what it you're talking about. It doesn't stop you from interjecting. That you don't like the stock market. Greed is good. What? Greed is good. Seriously? That's like the line to Wall Street. Is it? Yes. Are we talking about the Michael Douglas, Charlie Sheen movie? Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm blanking on it. Greed is good. All right. Enrique. Yes, sir. Thoughts? I know back in the um, old day, people this? threw themselves off the, off the, the stock market crash. They jumped to their deaths from the... The buildings. Was that true? <laughs> was it, um, was it yes. Black Monday? Yes. Yeah. So I remember that. I wasn't there, but I oh, remember watching that. That was like the 20s. Yeah. The roaring 20s. Or right after the 20s. Stop <laughs> roaring. <laughs> We're well. The dead 20s. <sighs> Enrique. Did you like it? Was it 1928? Go ahead. I believe it was. It, sh- it may be. Uh, but yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> he said maybe. It may have been 1928. <laughs> I have to re- but I like how tight it was, like for the scoring. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty good. Like it's just the resources were the resources were tight. Just I like I like a game of where it's like you're in a tough spot almost. Tight spot, boys. Tight spot. It's like, do I have enough for this? Do mm-hmm. I do I need this or this this this? Can I am I able to get this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that? But it's a really good game, though. It is a good game. It is a good game. It's a real good game. Do you, do you remember stock, uh, stock, uh, Stockpile, Enrique? A little bit. It's been a while, though. Ah, okay. So you don't feel comfortable comparing the two? I, I would not. But so far, like I like this a little bit better. Like I remember a little bit of Stockpile, but like they're two different types of be- betting. Yes. Uh, there was a game we just played that was also a bidding <laughs> game. Oh, last time. Oh, no, that was me and Jerry. Never mind. 3,000 scoundrels. All right. We're talking about Ready, Set, Bet. We played that, me and Enrique. We didn't really like it that much. I thought, well, I mean, it was all right. Well, like, it- Coffee's for closers. That's the line I was looking for. Go ahead. But yeah, Ready, Bet, Ready Set, Bet is all right. It, just the two of us, it was 
Meh. Yeah. Almost it, everyone says you got to have a big group for that one. Yeah, like you need a big, like a really big group for that. Uh, what I enjoyed was the announcer, which does sound like he's from the 20s when you're on the app. Mm-hmm. Like, arr, arr. Yeah, I did like that. Did you have you download the app? <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that it comes with an app. That way, there's not somebody that has to like run the game. You can sit and enjoy it, unless you just want to be the person. Oh, number seven coming up. It no. sounds like number you, seven I taking wish, the first. I, I wish you could do different voices because I don't like that voice. Which one? The hey, everybody. Oh, see, sounds like that guy. It sounds like that tone that they had back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, see? You're good. Can't rail gun. Oh, horses one. are going over. Just, I hate that voice. It just reminds me of like... But is that the one on the app? I think it sounded like that. No. It was you're like saying that. you hate it. It sounded like that on the app to me. Uh, I wouldn't... Like, Look out for number seven. Here he comes. Uh, Open up the rear. Uh, like oh, for me, number four takes the lead. For me, that, like, that's just like Come the down microphone. Come the Like For me, that's like a microphone kind of like No, voice. I'm pretty sure that was on... No, it's not. That's like a voice of somebody. That's like one of those old timey voices. Is a guy that drinks on his job, you know, like Mad Men type. You know, what was that? What was that accent called? Like Cary Grant. No, that was it. Because that was like a made up accent for the movies, literally. That transatlantic. Yeah, that's it. Okay, something transatlantic. Like for me, like he's that, also yeah. like talking really fast. Because there's horses. Well, you can yeah. adjust the speed on the Yeah, app. but like it's, it's <laughs> the tone of the voice. Number seven going up. Number six. I'm just saying. Because it keeps going this slow, so we end up at the glue factory. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I feel. They're really hoofing it, see? Uh, I got to get home, make sure the wife's got the meatloaf ready. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't sound like, if you bring up the app, I'm telling you, it didn't sound like that when we were We've fighting. already brought it up in discussion. Nice. Nah. I think the milkman might be coming to my house. <laughs> you know what they say? Well, you know what I'm saying? I hate that t- tone. Look at the walking sticks on that one. Oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? You're a tall drink of water. <laughs> like the you? Three Stooges. Sort of. You don't do that voice. You can't do the voice. I, I can't. Can. I do, I the don't voice. do voice. Do the voice. No, I can't do, do a voice. voice. Any I, voice. I can't do a voice. You Any voice. I'm not about to embarrass myself See for enjoyment. That's what we do on the show all the time. We embarrass <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, but I do it in my own way. How? Naturally. <laughs> no. You, everybody here has to do voices. You have to. Uh, if I, we're going to be doing RPGs later, you need to be able to have a voice, change your voice. Yeah. What you might be like a 1920s salesman that winds up on the spaceship through uh, time travel. Oh, God. See here. There's extra, alien. extra. Read all about it. Uh, Stock market crashes. Dark Monday. No, wait. Black Monday. Like, okay, if I'm going to do a voice, you're going to have to give me time then. Because like, I've never done a voice. Like, what, what are you searching for? What is, what is like, inside of you that wants to come out voice-wise? I don't know. I, still I haven't searched. What he's you have for. never, like, just altered the sound, nope. tone, pitch of your voice never, in any it, way ever. It never Try interested it. me. Try it. You, you, like, just, all right, so when you talk. What if you just went, like, hey, guys, how's it going? Do that. Okay, I've. I'm, do it I now. I can't do a deep Lower voice. Your voice. Do it now. It, it sounds like a fan. You know those fans? Do it. <laughs> See, just like that. Do it. Do it. Okay. You gave it a try just then. Like, I just can't do it. It's you sound like you're crapping. <laughs> <laughs> you speak <down>. <laughs> <laughs> It's weak. <laughs> I should have used an enema. But, but I can't de- do a deep voice. What about, like, I've tried. What about up here? Oh, yeah, like, I can do that real nice. 
It, you're doing a voice. I can do a high voice. I can't do it like a deep. And you went like southern. Yeah. It's so nice, though. Look at you. It's, no, it's very nice, though. So it's. Like, I can do this all day. This is like high voice. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let's yep. all do a voice for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and never break character. I can do the whole thing. I like biscuits and gravy. That's how, that's how Drew does. I do my voice all the time. No. I like this voice. Hey, if we're going to do voices, I'd rather do this at BGG, to be honest. Like, make it, make be it all bit. honest. Enrique, you're stuck in the desert. You need to find water. What do you do? Um, find water in the desert? Yes. I guess I would just keep walking to like find like something out there. <laughs> I don't know. Dave finds an easy part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in Vegas. <laughs> like I gotta find the oasis. Okay, so what about if you find a cactus? What can you do? Suckle. I think I, suckle on the cactus. Well, I don't think you need to suckle on the cactus. Like I'm pretty sure you gotta cut cut the cactus and then you can suckle it. False. Really? You fell on into my trap. Dang it. Cactus Myth. Juice. Drink cactus water if you're stuck in a desert. Mm-mm. Myth. Mm-mm. Huh? Swinging a myth. Drink wa- drinking water from a cactus is not only dangerous, but also can exacerbate dehydration. Cactus water contains acids and toxic alkaloids. Uh-huh. Alkaloids. I'd rather take Swinging the acids. Chemicals that are <laughs> deadly to humans when consumed. The chemicals come from the cactus flesh itself and can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and the long-term kidney problems. Can you imagine? Oh, I would die then. You start sucking on a cactus thinking, and then all they find is this brown streak that leads to your dead body. <laughs> Uh, I would die instantly poor from that. Poor little feller. Like, my kidneys, my kidneys are already so dead. So where did this survival challenge question come from? It was on Ranker.com. 12 survival oh, myths oh. that are completely wrong. But I've heard that my whole life from the movies. I've never heard that. Is that the... I've never heard yeah, that. Like in the, uh, like yeah, like, they'll chop a cactus in half, and uh, some of them old-timey movies, they would, like, just dip water out of them. No. Oh, really? yeah. I think that's the same place you got the, the enema from. <clears throat> Number two, myth. What should you do if you're in a location, you have a canteen of water, and you don't know how long it's going to be until you get saved? Do you ration your water, or you did just consume it as you need to? There'd be no purpose to like kind of like save the water, I would think. So you're saying you would just drink it as needed? Or, yeah. But what if you don't know when they're going to come and save you? Well, if you're not going to know when they're going to come save you, then like... Uh, just taking sips of water or just that's why i'm asking i would drink it all because obviously no one's going to come save me i'm going to save myself okay but yeah i would consume well, just you, the entire water okay well you've passed this test because usually again in the movies they're just like oh we need to save our water yeah no like and they sit there and they basically just moisten their lips with some yeah, like you can't do that. You're basically just like torturing yourself. It says water should be consumed when needed to avoid dehydration. It's important to find shade and limit exertion in order to prevent perspiration, which releases water. They're saying uh, the idea is to ration water loss. Don't sweat. Another misconception is that in lieu of water, you can drink your urine. Urine is actually the waste your body is removing. It won't rehydrate you, and it will make your body work that much harder to refilter out the nastiness it got rid of in the first place. So everything you've seen is wrong. Except for a water world. 
where he peed into his dehydration, his filter, and it filtered out the bad stuff, and then he drank it. And he also watered his plant with some. Okay, that's somewhat interesting. What about if a shark's coming towards you? What do you do? Punch it in the nose. Myth! No. You punch it in the nose. Punch a shark in the nose to get away? Punching a shark in the nose isn't effective, because as zoologist R. Aiden Martin pointed out, if you miss the snout, its mouth is unfortunately very close by. Instead, aim for its eyes and gills, which are more sensitive areas on the shark's head. Like, I'm, I'm going to survive more likely attacking the eyes and gills. You know what you do? Just stay out of the ocean. That's the best thing to do. No, I want to find a shark. I don't want to be nowhere around a shark. I want to be around a shark. Sharks are cool, man. Not if they're eating you. Well, yeah, they're then, You'll be changing your tune then. Well, I'm going to still think sharks cool. <laughs> You're like, this is cool. <laughs> My arm, it's gone. It's not like I use it anyways. How do you escape an alligator attacking you on land? I see you later. Uh, you just run. <laughs> How should you run? Zigzag. False! Serpentine! You've fallen into my trap once again! Serpentine! There's a misconception that should you come across an alligator, running away from a zigzag pattern will help you escape. Alligator expert Frank Mazzotti told the Los Angeles Times in 2012, The shortest distance between two points is a straight line, and that's the fastest. Run away in a straight line. Everything you hear about running in a zigzag line is untrue. I would still serpentine just to see. <laughs> and that's all we've got as far as myths. Wow, that was a lot of banter for, for life saving. Hope that saved somebody's uh, life. Somebody out there might get saved. All of our poor poor listeners out there drinking their urine. They're <laughs> like, oh, I've been ranking? messing up this whole time. Oh, Dick Simpsons right now. Go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what am oh, I doing? All this time. That's going to do it for us. We like homesteaders, uh, and we know you'll like them too. Uh, send us an email at boardgamesnobs at gmail.com if you want to, uh, you know, talk to us. <laughs> Say hello. Soon we need to do another <laughs> uh, call-in episode. That was a big hit. We need to set that up some point in time. Maybe we'll do that in a special time. Sure, at a vague special time, we shall do it. Mm. This is Jerry. This is Gabby. <laughs> Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Thank you.